Welcome back to the Broncast, the podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. Uh, I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos, work on Broncos, and love talking about Broncos from Generation 1 all the way through Generation 6. Our sponsor for this episode is Tom's Off-Road. Tom's Off-Road has every part that you need to fully restore a Bronco. Today, we're going to be talking about everything you need to know about the new Ford Bronco. Everything you need to know. To buy one. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to know anything to buy one. You just need money. Yeah. (laughs) Credit. But if you're (laughs) thinking about buying a Bronco, here's what you should know. So what did you do uh, last week, John? Uh, It was my birthday. Um, I turned 41 years young. Uh, I, I really like being 40 in my forties. Like, I feel like people respect me now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try harder. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, but I also, I filmed, uh, I got to film some automotive content. Um, I went up to Moab, Utah, uh, during Easter Jeep Safari and, uh, filmed with Onyx off-road filmed a, a little series that, that they're putting out on YouTube and, and other places. Basically, like a couple people get to buy a vehicle and fix it up uh, and put some cool parts under it. And then we're going to do a bunch of stuff filming in Utah and Colorado and kind of see how they perform and see who performs the best kind of thing. Um, and so this was the first episode of that. Um, and we're just kind of seeing how the rigs we're doing in their stock cheap, you know, uh, state. And so it was a lot of fun, but yeah, unfortunately I was at Easter Jeep Safari, but Uh what's a sheep safari and what do they do with the sheep? (laughs) Easter sheep safari. (laughs) Bad joke. (laughs) No, it was like, uh, Easter Jeep Safari is like the, one of the biggest off-road events in the country. And Ford actually went out there, I want to say in 2021 and had like a bunch of Broncos and were taking people up on trails and stuff like that. And what was funny was they were like, Hey, look, we'll take you in this Bronco up this trail and it'll be awesome. So Jeep was like, give anyone who wants it a Jeep. And so Jeep was like, Hey, if you want to take a Jeep up, you can just go take a Jeep. It was like the competition began, you know, like the Bronco hadn't even really come out yet. And it was like the competition was on, but it was pretty, it was pretty fun. But yeah, good, good fun thing to do on my, uh, my 41st year of living. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I, you know, I have that chassis in, so I've been chopping on it. I ordered all the stuff in suspension, crazy stuff that I haven't seen on an early Bronco yet. So I kind of feel like Dr. Frankenstein, and I just got like a new seven foot tall cadaver. <laughs> so I don't know why I always got to get creepy, but um, <laughs> that is creepy. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of creepy, your birthday, what was your Florida man doing on your birthday? Oh, oh, yes. Uh, if you have never done this, um, Donnie and I like this little game, and you type in your birthday into Google and you just type in Florida man after it. So, <laughs> um, uh, mine, <laughs> mine, a Florida man was arrested at an olive garden because he was drunkenly and shirtless 
shoveling spaghetti into his face <laughs> with his hands. <laughs> that was actually me. I was, <laughs> but yeah, drunk, drunk and uh, drunk and shoveling spaghetti in his face. I had one though, one one time, and it was a Florida man because uh, it just pulls up the last, you know, the la- this last year. But one of them was like a Florida man <laughs> threatens his neighbor, threatens to kill his neighbor with a machete that he nicknamed kindness. Nice. <laughs> so, threatened to kill his neighbor with kindness. <laughs> Have uh, you done yours? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. My, uh, I did it on my birthday. Uh, <laughs> not just with my birthday, but my Florida man was naked baking cookies. <laughs> Wait, I'm not done. Wait, on his George Foreman grill. And then he burned his house down. So... Um, I'm the naked baker. That's my Florida man. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) Just naked baking cookies is funny enough. Like if you're getting arrested naked baking cookies, you know, it's going to be pretty epic. I would have lied and not said I was trying to bake cookies. I am going to actually try to bake cookies on a George Foreman grill. Do you have one I can borrow? Just don't say, don't do it in your house. Do it outside. How did you, how, there's no fire involved with a George Foreman grill. How do you set your house on fire? I don't know what he's making his cookies out of, but yeah, they're special, special cookies. <laughs> they blew up <laughs> the naked baker. I love it. Well, this episode, we're jumping in to the content. We're going to have a fun episode talking about everything that you need to know about the new Ford Bronco and the old stuff. So this is kind of a recap. Like we have talked a lot about the, you know, we've gone through the history. If you're new to this podcast, we spent, I think it was 11 or 14 episodes just talking through Bronco history from why the Bronco started all the way through the last generation of the Bronco. So we're going to kind of recap some of that in this and then talk about new Bronco stuff and talk about, uh, you know, what, what, what makes the Bronco so cool? Well, I I can tell you it's iconic. They really, they really crushed it. It, My two door Bronco reminds me of the early Broncos and I love this. It's similar in size. You know, you take the doors off. I mean, it, it looks almost just like it, you know, has a full cage. But I just think it's iconic. And in, on so many levels, I would buy another one. Yeah. I mean, I would do that purchase over again. But, you know, they're really hard to get. So I was told by my neighbor, Cash, he went to buy one. He's a Jeep guy. And he wow. went to buy one at the Ford dealer, like, order one. And they told him on a two-door it was two years out. Two years? Yeah. I mean, on the website... Uh, I just went on the website and it says you can't buy a 2023. Like, that's crazy. Wait, that's we're in what April, and it you can't even buy a 2023. Like four months into the month in the year. Wow. Well, you know, so I was wondering, like, how many were two doors versus four doors, and, oh, and yeah. I looked it up, and it's it's 63 percent are four doors, so two thirds of them are four doors. Wow, I would have thought it was higher. That's interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, here we go. Everything that you need to know about the Ford Bronco. So starting off, the Bronco ran from 1966 to 1996, and then there was a 25-year gap. So yes, if you're a new Bronco owner, there was a Bronco before the the new one, (laughs) Um, and it ran from 1966 to 1996. The last Bronco generation is you know, most well-known for the infamous slow-speed police chase with O.J. Simpson that lasted 
hours and hours on every single channel in 1994. But there are five generations of the Ford Bronco. Generation one, we nicknamed the early Bronco, and that ran from 1966 to 1977. That's the one that's probably most iconic, the most iconic Bronco, uh, just for what it is, not for OJ Simpson. The generation two was the big Bronco, and it ran from 1978 to 1979. Generation three was the bullnose Bronco, and it ran from 1980 to 1986. Generation four was the bricknose Bronco from 87 to 91. And generation five was the OBS Bronco, which was 92 to 96. It is, it is funny how the bullnose Bronco has a much taller nose, and then the third gen, they really trimmed it down and squared it off so it does look like a brick. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Um, uh, we should thank Ford, though, for stopping the Bronco in 1996, because do you know it's kind of styled after the Ford F-150? That's how it was back in the day. Um, and so the new Ford F-150, I think it was the Generation 7 or Generation 8 after the OBS, do you know what nickname that F-150 has? No, but it looks like cookie dough. <laughs> the jelly bean. <laughs> it's a jelly bean? Yeah. So Inside almost, and out. We almost had a jelly bean Bronco if Ford hadn't stopped it. So we do. We should thank them for that. That That is... That uh, would have been the demise. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. But we moving through history, we're kind of moving through this quick. But uh, what what comes next, Donnie? Well, why the Bronco came back? Yeah, after that big, long pause. It's really interesting because, you know, Ford wanted to, well, they did away with the Bronco name and just put it in the archives and um, came out with, you know, the millennial four-door SUV, <laughs> the Eddie Bauer, you know, whatever, yeah, and yeah. had all those trucks. And then uh, it came back because the demand for the name. What's funny is Ford had to make a decision in like 2020 whether they were going to renew the trademark for the name Bronco. And, you know, if they didn't renew it, they were going to, it was going to be free to the market and it can have a competitor take that. But that was initially the driving force was like, all right, we've just spent all this money to renew the trademark. Let's build a Bronco. Let's do something with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think the timing was really good. Retro cars were coming back. You know, you had the Beetle, you had the Cuda, the Mini Cooper and, uh, it was really perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And really, when you look at the market, you know, the Bronco has always been an off-road vehicle. Like, that has always been its heritage. And when you look at the only other off-road vehicle is the Jeep, and it really didn't have any competition. So, you know, really, the Bronco coming back really put some competition to the Jeep uh, where, where no one else could. But going through, you know, we, we, we talk about the Bronco came back and it came back uh, with quite a lot of options and models. Um, and so I just wanted to run through the models really quickly just so we have a, a, a understanding. So you got the base model, no bells and whistles. You know, I don't even think you can get 
uh, a lot of the stuff on the base model, like that you could get with the other models. It just kind of, it's the base package. Then you got the big bend and really this adds some of those off-road, uh, features. It's kind of the basic off-roading package. Um, only a standard and a mid package on the interior. Like you're, you're, you're real limited on what you can actually get with the big bend. Then you step up and you got the outer banks and that's just kind of another step in the off-roading package. So you get a little bit more off-roading stuff. You get a little bit, you can get like the high package on the interior. You can get more of this stuff, but then you get into the black diamond and really the black diamond is what I would say off-roading in style. You know, it's got painted mirrors, painted fender flares. It still has the off-roading stuff, but they really tried to make it more luxury, although I wouldn't call it luxury, but, um, but they, they tried to make it a little bit nicer, uh, some more, some more style. Then you have the heritage, which is just, they wanted to make something that was a homage to the classic and it kind of does. So we'll call it, we'll say it's, it's a classic styling, but they, they didn't make many of those. Though, no, I don't think. no, no, it's hard to get one of those. Then you move on to the Badlands. That one really comes with the most uh, most of your off-road features. Um, and I would say this is like the Rock Crawler's Bronco. Um, you got the sway bar disconnect. You got the locking differential. You got you can get all of the options. You can get all the, the goodies that you would want to, to take this thing really and beat it up off-road. Then the next one is the Everglades, and this is a lot like the Black Diamond. It's really similar to the Black Diamond, except it comes with a couple features that um, the Black Diamond doesn't come with. It comes with a winch. It comes with a snorkel. It comes with some stuff that it's just like, oh, yeah, that's a cool um, addition to to the Black Diamond. And then you got the Wild Track, uh, and that is really, I would say this is, you know, if the Badlands was the rock crawler, the wild track is the desert racer. You know, this is high speed off-roading. It has the Haas 3.0 suspension. It's got a lot of stuff like that where it can go fast off-road. Um, and, and yeah, it just seems like a, a really cool option. And then the last one is the Raptor, the Bronco Raptor. And this just has every bell and whistle that you can get. Um, and it has an engine that has been super tuned up to uh, like 80 more horsepower and a bunch more torque. Yeah, that's a, that's over 300 horse then, but it's amazing. That's nine models. And if that's not confusing... So confusing. <laughs> you know, because when you want a certain thing in your truck, like the auxiliary switches or you want the uh, trail cam, you have to buy one of the top packages. Yep. You know, you're not going to get it in all these others. Whether the, you can retrofit it or not, I don't know. Right. Um yeah, I mean, it's like only a few of them have where you can actually get the big, not the 8-inch screen, but I think it's the 12-inch screen. You know, it's like stuff like that where you're just like, come on, like, let me, you know, let me get it in all of them. But, yeah. Well, I think what's really cool, too, is, um, you know, racing. You know, you talk about sales and how trucks are selling and you have to order these things and, and they're hard to get. You know, back in the old days, it was win on Sunday, sell on Monday. They yeah. had stock and there wasn't this, you got to order it and maybe wait 18 months or 468 days, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. Um, people like to post how many days it took them to get their yeah. truck. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, another part of that was that the off-roading was so critical to the sales of the Bronco, and it literally cleaned house when it got out there. And, you know, like, for example, Carroll Shelby is to the Mustang and the Shelby Mustangs and the sales, you know, they won on Sunday and they sold Mustangs like crazy on Monday. And today we don't, like I said, have that, but that's what happened with the Bronco back in the day. But it was Bill Strop was the race team and all of his famous drivers, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Oh yeah. Is it Strop or Strop? That's what we got to figure out. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so interesting because, you know, really you've got the, the heritage of the Bronco is that racing heritage. Um, you know, and that's really where like it got its notoriety. Like people were just going out and winning the Baja 1000. They were going out and, you know, winning these events and you're like in a Bronco, you know, it's like crazy. They're, they, the, uh, Bronco I think is still the only four by four, um, that has won overall on the Baja 1000, meaning it beat dirt bikes, you know, it beat like everything that was out there. And I think that's pretty cool. And, and, you know, Ford has kind of taken the same approach looking at the new Bronco, you know, and now there's still the Baja 1000 that's out there, but also King of the Hammers. King of the Hammers has kind of become like this iconic off-road event. And it's so much more than just, hey, let's go really fast in the desert. It has that element, but it also has rock crawling. So it has both of those elements and it combines it into one event where you got to go fast and you got to crawl over some massive boulders like and go up these in, in, insanely difficult trails and you got to do it fast. And so the cool thing is like this last year, at King of the Hammers, in its class, Bronco took first, second, and third. You know, and now these are modified Broncos. It's not just the the Bronco that you can buy off the shelf. Like they've done things to it, but it's the same kind of thing. Like what you said, you know, race on race on Saturday, sell on Sunday, or race on Sunday, sell on Monday. Like you know, it's that same kind of thing. Like uh, Ford has really put its its focus into off road racing and competing. And it's, it's paying off, you know, the, the Bronco is, is still as iconic as it was. It's, it's a win on Sunday order on Monday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they got to change yeah. it a little bit. <laughs> you order your Bronco on Monday. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to talk through some of the things we're talking about everything you need to know about the Ford Bronco. Let's talk about the new Bronco. What are the things that you need to th- to think about if you're thinking about getting a Bronco, what are the things that you might want to know, you know, and looking at this from the perspective of someone who might be purchasing their really first Bronco or Jeep, you know, like obviously, you know, we have early Broncos. So a lot of the uh, creature comforts that these people have, it's, it's not the same uh, from, you know, in a classic vehicle to a new vehicle, but looking at it from like coming into a new Bronco, uh, you know, new Bronco purchase from a sedan, you know, that kind of thing. And I would say the first thing is the Bronco is tall, you know, it sits at 11 and a half inches has 11 and a half inches of ground clearance. So it sits up high and it's a big step to get into. Um, and so, you know, some people aren't used to that when they first get their Bronco and it's like, no, there's a, there's a, it's a big step. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll, I actually like being tall and being above the traffic. Yeah. It's kind of nice. You see around the vans almost. <laughs> 
Um, but you know, the Bronco is also loud. You know, it's uh, we're not going to say everything is awesome about the Bronco. We're going to tell you if you're going to go buy a Bronco, there are some other things to expect too. Yeah. And uh, it's got like T tops in the front. They come off individually, passenger side, driver side, and uh, you get a lot of noise like right in that little T intersection. It, you know the heart, it, but it's not bad. The hard top, it's way better than having a soft top. Yeah, and I would say even the soft top is louder. The hard top is loud. There's road noise, um, but yeah, it's it is it's way better than way better than a Jeep with a soft top. But I got to tell you, those panels are super light. The two that you pop off quickly. You, individually they're like carbon fiber light they're so light and then they have a really neat feature they have like a, this wool almost stuff that you can velcro stuff on and i've been getting patches and stuff and they just velcro right up oh, there cool so it's kind of like you know the gun vests and things like that you stick all kinds of stuff up there yeah yeah and that is one of the reasons that it's loud is because they made those that hard top purposefully light so it was easy to take on and off another thing though i mean the bronco is comfortable like I, there's plenty of room inside. This is, you know, uh, thinking about comparing this to a Jeep, like sitting in the back of a Jeep, a TJ or something, it's, it, it is, it feels crammed. It feels small. Um, but I'm six foot riding in the Bronco. I have plenty of headroom. You know, it's, it's easy to, uh, sit in, not easy to get in and out of a two door. Like that is a difficult part. And so, um, but there's still a lot of room in the back seat of a two door. Yeah. Once you get in there, like you kind of got to like, it's like putting a cork back in a bottle. You gotta like, <laughs> even me, I'm not huge. I, you guys drove the Bronco that one week for the shoot. Yeah. And, uh, I got in the back, I hadn't ridden in the back before, but once I got back there, I had all kinds of room. Yeah. Yeah. It's like squeezing back there though. Yeah. Cause the seat's got to like flip forward and then you got to slide it all the way forward. Yeah. To yeah. get someone my size back there. Right. Which I think any convertible or any two-door vehicle, that's the case. You know, if you're driving a Miata, that's the same same kind of thing. Uh, way less room in a Miata. But. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the inside of the Bronco is, is super finished. Like, they did such a nice job with the inside with top stitching on the seats. Even if you get the cloth manual controlled seats, the whole inside, is, it doesn't look like an early Bronco or a Jeep on the inside. It's... The dash is neat. The console's nice. All the buttons and switches. I mean, there's so many things. Um, pockets and places for things. The door panels are nice. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, well worth the money. You don't you don't feel like ah, I bought a a base model. Even the base models have all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I'd agree. It it, it definitely feels nice inside. It feels finished. Um. I, I would say too, the Bronco is capable. It can handle anything that you throw at it. And, you know, if you're comparing it to a Jeep, you know, it has the independent front suspension versus solid axle, which we won't go into that, but it really can handle off-road terrain really, really well. Um, and I've taken this thing to Moab, Utah and taken it up trails and, I mean, at the push of a button, you know, I'm, I'm climbing rocks. It's, it's just, it really is that easy and that capable. And I think, uh, Ford nailed it with being able to take this thing off road and feel like you really accomplished something amazing. Well, they've got this ad, ad campaign. It's the go anywhere, do anything, you know, Bronco. And you know, I feel like this time that's not just, you know, a gimmick, like, 
I haven't really taken my truck through the paces yet, but right. I'm about to go out to Moab and do the uh, Bronco Rodeo. So yeah. do it in their trucks because it gets pretty <laughs> scary from what I've seen, like yeah. stand it on one wheel practically. Yeah. But with that, I would say the Bronco isn't good on gas mileage. Like it, you know, really, I, in my experience, I have only seen 14 to 16 miles per gallon, you know, like, um, on all the Broncos that I've driven, it has the little average counter and that average, I've never seen it much. I, I don't even know that I've seen it much higher at 16, you know, like 16.2 maybe. Um, and so usually most of them I see are around 14. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a gas guzzling machine for sure. Well, they say 14 to 16. My average is 14.1. <laughs> so it gives you your average. It doesn't matter how I drive it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fine. It's super peppy though. Yeah. Yeah. You're cruising down the road at 80 miles an hour. You step on it and you're at a hundred. <laughs> well, yeah. Even like, you know, when you're passing, you're at 65 or 70 and someone's going slow on the interstate and you want to punch it to pass it, you, you got to be ready for that, you know, or you might hit them in the rear, but you don't <laughs> want to be changing lanes when you stomp it because the turbo yeah. comes on. It's, it's a lot of fun to drive. Yeah. And talking about that, you mentioned it earlier, like the interior feels finished. Um, even the, like the, uh, what's it called? The cruise control is really nice. The, the features on it that normal cars have like this isn't new new stuff but they are really good features that are on the bronco like that adaptive cruise control like it's so nice to you know just be cruising on the freeway and it comes up to a car and just slows down behind it you know until you get around it and then it picks back up speed so the features on it are really nice as well well i don't think it it disappoints like i haven't on any level. I haven't found anything I don't like about the truck yet, other than I probably should have bought a four-door, you know, because it's longer, but um, the four-door won't probably get places the two-door does, and it has an amazing turning radius. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, and even, you know, talking about two-door and four-door, the doors are actually removable. Oh, yeah. So, th the thing Ford did right in their uh, your product research is the Doors come off, but the mirrors stay on the truck. Yeah. And Jeep owners, even today, buy a brand new Jeep, and the mirrors come off with the doors. So if you want to go to the trail or drive it around with the doors off, you have no mirrors left and right. Right. And, um, you know, that's just, it's to uh, me, I think that's where Ford really stepped up and said with their research, hey, let's figure out how to leave the mirrors on the truck. And otherwise, you know, you take your doors off to go to the trail and you don't have mirrors or you go to the trail and you got to find a tree to lock your doors up to. <laughs> so they're, lock. they're there when you get off the trails, you're going to have your mirrors again. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of a, that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's illegal not to drive without your mirrors, you know? So it's like some, most states it is. So it's like, yeah, you really want to make sure that you keep your doors on. Um, I would say the Bronco rides really smooth. You know, we talked about um, compared to a Jeep, uh, it handles really well off-road. I think it is even handles uh, way better on-road. Um, and even for just any kind of vehicle, like uh, we had a, a episode where we talked about the Bronco versus the 4Runner. I rented a 4Runner and drove to a shoot where I was driving a Bronco. And 
it was amazing, like driving the forerunner, then getting out of that and driving a Bronco. The Bronco just rode smoother. It handled better. It didn't feel, you know, big and clunky. Uh, it really felt like a, a normal vehicle today, but yet here I was able to then just take it right off road and go blast down some trails. Yeah, the the new Bronco though has so many cool and fun things on it. It's kind of like a transformer. Yes. When we first got it, uh, Kim and I it was in the front driveway and we took everything off of it. Yeah. We took the, the the two hatches off. We took the roof off. We took the doors off. We took everything off, and it was all over the front yard. <laughs> and we just left it there. And we drove. We just went and drove around all day with everything off of it. So we were just driving around naked. Um, but you know, like. Uh, you know, I guess I could pick on the interior and one thing. In the back, they do give you two drink holders, but there's all these places on these side panels where they could have given you storage. So, again, it's kind of like the early Bronco. They didn't use that space very well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of things that uh, didn't hit to par. I think cup holders is one. And I think the sound system is one. Um, there's a lot of issues that people are having with the sound systems. Um, I think it's the BO sound system. It's like just not, you know, it, it doesn't last. It's not a, a good quality, uh, sound system. And so there are some things where they can definitely improve and get better. But as far as the Bronco coming out, it's a pretty, capable fun vehicle to drive um and one of the things that i love about it is there's so many upgrades you mentioned transformer yeah like the it alone can transform but then you start adding upgrades to it and this is why people buy jeeps you know they want to put a big lift they want to put tires they want to you know put lights and they want to do all this stuff to make it personal and make it theirs and make it look cool and make it, you know, um, capable, more capable than it is, you know, and all this. And the Broncos, no exception. Like that's where I feel like the market really is. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, we have this section of our podcast where we talk about DIY or PAY, you know, do you do it yourself or do you pay someone to do it? But we talk about those upgrades. We talk about the stuff that you can add onto your truck to just make it fun and to make it more yours, you know, than, than just a normal one driving down the road, you know, so you don't have a area 51 four door like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the, you know, we've, I've got the lift kit, We've got the 37-inch tires, and even with the off-road, the trail bumpers, you know, having all that clearance for the wheels and tires, if I go full lock and I go backwards, uh, my knobs are, you know, my knobby tires are hitting. So uh, it's probably a good thing I didn't put the 40s on it. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd have to raise it even higher. Right. <laughs> exactly. There are so many upgrades that you can do to this thing. Um, and we had a whole podcast episode just on that. Uh, we called it the must have upgrades for the new Ford Bronco. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, I want to hear about some upgrades, definitely go check that one out, but that's it. That's it for today. Everything that you need to know about the new Ford Bronco. I think we covered it all. What would you, what do you guys think? Did we miss anything? What should we have put in there? that you think we missed? I would order one and wait. Oh, yeah. Like totally. af after having done it, I probably wouldn't order any other truck and wait this long, but... Um, 
Yeah, it doesn't disappoint. What would you What would you order? Uh, I kind of I really like the eruption green. I want yeah. four door. Um, what model? I well I I would even consider another Sasquatch if they made it, but yeah. I'll have to pick a different one. But going fast over bumps. So we'll see what they what they keep out there. So the high speed high speed one. Oh, the wild track. Yeah, the wild track. Yeah. I think I would go, if I ordered one today, I think I would do a four-door Badlands. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know what color I'd go with. Or do I keep green, keeping the theme of green like I've been in? Or do I go go with something else? I, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I think I'd, I, I really like the Badlands because, like, rock crawling, that would be, that would be my thing. Um, but also, I mean, a, a Raptor would be fun, but... I don't, it's not really a rock crawling Bronco. So I don't know. What would you guys order? Well, if you were ordering today or if you did order today, because <laughs> you probably, there's probably a lot of you that did, what would you get? Whatever is on the lot. I'm sure yeah. that's what someone will say. Whatever is on the lot. That's what I'll get. It, it'd be the Bronco sport. Yeah. <laughs> that, would be, that would be the only one on the lot. Yeah. You can take that on home today. You know, it would be cool. I wonder if you could buy a base and then just upgrade it to get it to like a Badlands or a Wild Track. Like, I wonder if you can buy the suspension, you can buy, you know, the sway bar disconnect, you can buy the locking differentials, like all that stuff, and throw it on there and get it to that point. Yeah, the only thing I don't have on my Wild Track Sasquatch is the uh, the trail cam. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, and I, I do want to see if I, that's something I can retrofit. So Yeah, yeah. Because that's, I think, on the Lux package, right? And, the, you know, yeah, only Lux. Yeah, yeah. Which that is, oh man, when you're off-road and you can't see what's in front of you, turn on the trail cam, it's so nice. I love it. Yeah. Well, cool, guys. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Thank you for watching. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. We'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Tom's Off-Road, for all your Gen 1 and Gen 6 Bronco parts. Our technical producer and audio editor is Josh Toller, a freelance podcast mixer, editor, and trumpet player extraordinaire right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Find our video, podcasts, and other materials on our YouTube channel, Nashville Early Bronco. Thanks again for listening to the broadcast. We'll see you next week.